This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello, my name is Keenan. I am a member of the Backdoor Boys. Hello, I'm James. Filler Queen. Plot twist. <laughs> Welcome to Sissy That Pod and Happy New Year Happy New Year 2021 Finally We can hang out in person again And go to nightclubs <laughs> I have to say like When they announced Drag Race was Going to be so early in the new year I was a bit like Oh I don't know But now that we are like At a cusp of a two month If not three month lockdown I'm like bring it on Yeah no I have to be honest Like I was Coming towards the end of last year There was a bit of like Jadedness Now I have to say that That's because like Season 12 have been so strong All Stars have been a bit meh Canada had been great I didn't really get into Holland So I kind of It felt like it had been On a bit of a Drag Race roller coaster And I needed a break But I got quite psyched for this watching the Meet the Queens and the UK one looks good as well. So I'm 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 pumped. I am yeah. pumped up. <laughs> <laughs> also, still lovely to be able to record from my like beside my bed. You know, I don't have to travel very far. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm in pajamas as we record. Um, yeah, we're going to do a separate Meet the Queens episode, but Christmas and restrictions and all that have gotten away. So we're going to fold that into this week's episode, which was kind of like a Meet the Queens of itself. Yeah. I actually that's what I was thinking that because we asked we made that decision I was like oh I always liked doing the Meet the Queens episode but with this format I actually feel like you know it, it is just like a, a longer Meet the Queens with a little bit more drama wrinkled mm. across yeah. the top <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah there's a new twist there's goops and there's gags so let's get into it Okay, let's just kick off with the groups of lip syncing queens, and we'll, we, you know, we can delve back into the pork chop lounge and all that sort of stuff after, after, yeah, uh, after we go through the the six pairings. So the first two queens to walk into the the run or into the workroom are Candy Muse and Joey J. Uh, Candy Muse seems to be the sort of name on everyone's lips for this season. I. Between this and Meet the Queens, I you know, straight out the bat, you're like, she's a strong personality queen, she's a catchphrase queen. But she seems less authentic to me than like a Vanjie or a Silky or something like that. It felt kind of more forced. Yeah, I actually that did I like my my first impression was like forced drama. Um I thought that so Meet the Queens with her, I had a really positive kind of reaction to her. I thought she seemed funny and mm-hmm. genuine and sort of like shady in that same way exactly like silky or vanjie where it's kind of like done with like a wink and a nod but it's not really kind of like you know targeted or there's no malice to it whereas watching yeah. this i i suppose like first of all there was the whole aja thing which i don't understand like, i know she did an instagram live which during was the week. so rude to aja yeah. so aja came back at her then on, on like on on twitter or instagram one of them to be like i can't believe i just heard someone that i really respect come for me like that and then she did like an Instagram live where she didn't address us, where she was kind of like, oh, we're good. We texted. We're fine. And I'm like, if you only texted about something like that, you're probably not fine. But, you know, <laughs> pick up the phone, Candy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make the call. You're only you're only self-isolating. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just seemed to be like, I mean, Azure's kind of such a, an interesting character in the, in the lore of RuPaul in that like she was a mid out, mid season out. She was kind of done dirty on All Stars 3, but she holds this real sort of power. People love her. Yeah. And to have like it. Is there anybody else who has a sort of house to their name that's been in the canon of RuPaul? I don't know. So 
I think they're really interesting and to well, see them I, disrespected straight yeah. out the gap is, is you well, know. I think that's the thing because like when Aja walked in on her season like she walked in as the the queen to beat like she came in as the powerhouse I mean and then there was like instantly that kind of like got her makeup's a bit busted and like she she didn't she floundered a bit and like she came off as a little bit of a spoiled brat of that whole 9021 ho thing but, but like she still managed like just through the power of pure charisma to be really just likable and you wanted to see more from her and then when she came back from all stars she did get done a bit dirty but you, you kind of i don't know you, you just related to her and you, you wanted to see more from her and her performance is like undeniably powerful whereas i'd be curious to see i'd be curious to see if if if, if candy lives up to that i, I honestly don't think that my first impression is that that she wouldn't i i didn't love the look didn't love the boombox thing just kind of all felt a bit sort of sloppy so this is actually it sorry for going off on a tangent but i have been amazon prime has just added all seasons of project runway very exciting currently re-watching it got to it like there was a there was a, a leave challenge on season four which i just got to and her outfit looked like it very much belonged in the bottom of that challenge it was it looked poorly constructed i didn't like the weird like thing tied around the waist it was like a weird length the whole thing didn't seem to fit i didn't i don't like those sort of choker things when when people have them on because i think it kind of particularly if you've got like a meatier face i just think it kind of makes it look like you've got a bit of a blockhead but anyway essentially she had won a lot of charm she'd won she'd won me over in the meet the queens and then she very much went off that track in the uh, <laughs> in the in in the first episode yeah, it's it's weird because I feel Aja has really established themselves as having such a, a clear, unique style, more so in All Stars 3 with the kuai, and but then it's also having that sort of Brigitte Bardot look as well. And I, I don't know, we're seeing Candy and, and before her Dahlia try to be sort of in the similar house and have a similar style. They haven't really come near to Aja for me. So we'll see, we'll see what else Candy Muse has. Joey J, now this strikes me as somebody who was really nervous and hasn't learned the art of vulnerability. Like they had one of those perspects, COVID blocking walls up and you couldn't get to know them, I don't think. I had a very different reaction. I thought that Joey J came off as, as like kind of just like naturally charming, like absolutely like fidgeting around in that chair and like jumping up and down and like clearly extremely sort of nervous and like, what like so full of energy but i i thought like came off as sort of more naturally charming than maybe candy who she was pitched against yeah i mean i think she did better in the talking heads than she did out like in that workroom with candy she seemed sort of like deer in the headlights um, i did enjoy the whole chicken feather thing though with candy muse where she was like chicken feather are the cheapest feather you can get <laughs> not even marabou <laughs> <laughs> not even Marabou <laughs> I mean like on the Meet the Queens Joey J has this sort of spiel about having a shorter hair as a drag queen and so that's kind of I was expecting them to walk into the workroom with a you know with a, with a quiff rather than sort of long wet yeah. hair so I thought that sort of was like oh okay so your stick isn't even your stick at the moment that did throw me a little bit because I kind of think that if you're going to walk into the like it's kind of damned if you do damned if you don't like you kind of you, you, you if you go in there and you've got like your dots on your face like dusty red bottoms or whatever you're going to get Michelle saying are we going to see this every week and it's going to be a bit of a thing so perhaps playing it safe you know you're a pretty girl when you're painted you do nice hair and just kind of go give that and it's kind of like safe rather than taking the risk of kind of like showing more of what you you actually are so I, I like I am curious to see what they do 
uh, with the wig thing because they have made a part of their narrative by like bringing it up in their meet the queens which means like you know they they probably which means hopefully they stick around to to, to actually have it be an issue <laughs> yeah well I, f- I figured the meet the queens are done after the recording yeah. so i imagine it's something that will come i did love the little shout point. out for vanessa carlton as well i have to say yeah i <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> i do i do like them i just do you know when you see it's a joint like you're watching a nativity and the little kids up stage and then you know they have a lie that it goes silent and you're like come on we're rooting for you we were all rooting for you just get that personality across because I know it's there that's kind of how I felt for Joe yeah, so hopefully I, they get that yes, opportunity I think that I uh, based on the, the that particular pairing I think that Joey J seemed nervous, but I think what's underneath seems like it's probably funny and charming and yeah. and nice. Whereas with Candy Muse, I was a little bit like, mm, attitude check. Mm. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the lip sync then was to Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, I thought Candy's radio press was iconic. I mean, she won it by just pushing her butt, a finger on a piece of cardboard like I, I don't agree <laughs> no I don't think it was perfectly timed I mean like first of all like obviously that that song is so iconic that all of them would have would would know it and I felt it feels very much like it was probably more of a Joey J song so I think that like Joey J's performance of it felt a bit more kind of natural like I I, I think I don't I don't know I, I I don't think it was iconic I thought it was funny but I thought the rest of her lip sync was kind of a bit rough. Like it kind of, you could see. So yeah, what I mean by like saying it's Joey J song, you could kind of tell that Joey J has likely performed that or would know how to perform that sort of song. So that, that lip sync felt very sort of together and sort of just like it was just happening or where it, it was just sort of naturally happening. Whereas I felt with Candy, you could sort of see the cogs whirling of like, oh, what am I going to do next? Where am I going to go? There was a few funny bits, like the weird like TikTok like kind of like leg thing she did was funny but overall mm-hmm. my preference was Joey J's performance though I do wonder how much of that was based on the fact that talking head Joey J seemed nicer and I just was rooting for him yeah I mean I when your 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 feathers are billowing you know that never is a good look but I felt Joey gave it a straight up Drag Race lip sync performance whereas I kind of felt Candy's was an anti lip sync performance kind of you know there was the the build up to the split that never came there was like the, the sort of playing on the violin strings of Call Me Maybe I just kind of felt she subverted my expectations and that's kind of what yeah. I wanted so I, I much preferred that Um, I do think about those fake out um, kind of like death drops or splits like Monet owns that has done it a few times so it's probably not the gag you think it is anymore kind of just like death drops in general is that you know you'll shock me more by doing something different yeah that's true but but like however tired the fake out is it's it's not as tired as the actual split that is very true <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i i thought candy was the right winner for the lip sync you're saying i, should have I, been Joey. I would have preferred joey yeah Next up then was Denali and Lalaurie. Um So Denali is what it's. I just I some of the drag race really intrigues me by how you can just see somebody walk into the workroom and you're like, that's going to be a top four, and that's what I got straight from Denali between this and and the the Meet the Queens. Um, they didn't get as much chance to chat as, as Candy and Joey J, but she came across really confident. I was getting a Laganja in the yeah. face. She's a figure skater and. She was. I think she was just unlucky that she was hindered by those ice skates in the lip sync. I again think her performance in the lip sync was was 
better than than Lallery's. But I, I yeah, I loved her look. I thought it was really really cool. I thought that the fact that she lip synced in like ice skates is iconic. That the whole thing together just looked great. She was very natural when interacting with the judges. Um, I also thought that that she came across well in the Talking Heads. Exactly what you said someone who you're just like pegging you for kind of latter half or latter end of the season you're like top four for sure um oh and she likes to be pegged <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> lalari is somebody who kind of left me a bit of a sort of mid-table reaction in the meet the queens but i thought she came across really well in um in this like she's great in the chatting heads she's in comparison to candy like she's so natural she just has a really sort of natural personality when she was doing her one plus one is two carry the three equals four like what's going on like just just a really sort of funny witty turn of phrase i mean the look was very the look was bad like i mean i'm going like i'm 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 now i'm now a fashion expert thanks to watching three and a half seasons of project (laughs) runway but (laughs) but no like it was like the the mesh like I actually thought it was quite fun that the mesh mask thing I think like it was interesting that she was the only one who like went with a kind of a face mask thing but like the the mesh fabric that was over the jacket was like longer in places and like looked like it like it wasn't properly kind of hemmed and like it was just like little details like that would really have like would really have amplified it like tidying it up and tightening it up and I did think that the hair was kind of very like got caught out in the rain kind of you know whatever yeah the look was basic very basic i i was i will say shocked by the outcome of this lip sync i wasn't i thought you know i i could see denali had the better potential but just the way she had to sort of clunk her feet on the ground to balance on the ice skates i just thought got rid of all her rhythm and i thought lallery had a lot better musicality i i don't i don't know i just think that kind of that they they need to judge them for the performance that they're giving uh, giving and i think that that denali was denali was performing on ice skates and did like a cartwheel in ice skates and like has done like all of the tip like the the tricks that any of the other queens were doing but in like balancing on blades. And I just think that that is so impressive that it should really kind of... Yeah, now, I have a... I agree. I have a theory that they just picked, that they kind of like split the, the group evenly. And because like, I think that when you get to say Rosé later on, like some of the really strong queens ended up in that bottom group. So I think that, that there wasn't necessarily being judged on which was the best, whatever it was. And Denali is someone that maybe everyone was like, you're so strong. And they put they just I so there's a bit of me as like James's conspiracy corner over here going like I don't think they were judging these fairly all the way <laughs> when we get to Rosé and Olivia looks I was thinking the same thing um I for two counterpoints on this I suppose is typically if your outfit is falling apart during your lip sync you do get judged by it ultimately even if it's fair or not fair like you see it happened a few times in Holland and loads of times in the other seasons if your outfit lets you down tough shit basically in in RuPaul's eyes so that's kind of how I saw this Um, and yeah and also I don't think this actual elimination is as is being judged as importantly as the normal ones because it's kind of just a sort of placeholder one so um yeah, I thought Lala Ree would won based on her performance, based on the low stakes and based on how it's normally marked, kind of. But yeah, I do think Denali is a better yeah. queen based on what we saw. Um, and they were lip syncing to When I Grow Up, which had previously oh, yeah. been done by um, Coco Montrese and someone else. Was it? Oh, and um, Monica Beverly Hills. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, actually. And as you say, I can see it. Now, at this point, Netflix tried to insist I watch an advert. Me too. What was that all about? I, I was livid because I clicked B to get out of it. And then it sent me all the way back to season one, episode me one. Too. And I was like, this is annoying. So then I went in and I skipped forward to the same part. And then it showed me the advert again. <laughs> and then I clicked on a bit of Bridgerton. And that was like a fucking 45 second advert. And halfway through, I got bored. And I was like, let me try and skip around this. So I had to like move forward a bit and skip oh, into like Simone's Oh, entry. Netflix. No, Netflix. I thought that my Netflix was dodgy. I was like, oh, something's after. Like there's something incorrect here. They've just added it here and it's not registering as a program or something like that but no no Netflix bad Netflix I was so annoyed it's it's when you it's like the moment when you find out a, a politician is corrupt and you're like you know my hopes of my future were based on you and now this is this is not what I bargained for and now I'm gonna have to <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I bargained for oh my for god Netflix. I cannot be Netflix are after ending western civilization through the insertion of an unwanted <laughs> advertisement mid RuPaul's Drag Race season 13 episode 1 uh, I'm just so annoyed but also because like, usually if they're going to make a change like that they do kind of announce it so if that's a thing that's happening now then they need to tell us in advance so that we can prepare for the fact that they're going to start and the fact they made it so difficult for me to avoid it as yeah. well I'm so annoyed no I know but then again I mean they have they've now added two ads to pre-YouTube videos so like you know the world's gone mad the world is burning the world is burning yeah Next into the workroom is uh, Simone, who I thought looked like June Sarpong. Oh, yes. Retro throwback um, <laughs> reference. For all you T4 kids. <laughs> Do you like shipwrecked? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, she is somebody who gave me really sort of, I don't really know anything about you from the Meet the Queens uh, even though I loved her hair the only thing I really liked about her was her hair uh, but I, I do think I do think she came across a lot better in this yeah no me too even though she had shocking posture when she walked into the oh yeah no, there was a lot of scrunchiness like the rag doll baby bye 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 um, I really liked her I thought that she came she gave great energy Di- I didn't love her promo look I, that hair just kind of I don't know like it just I didn't enjoy it. I know that I, like everyone went wild for it on the internet. I, I wasn't mad about it. I just there was too much going on with all the circles. But um, but yeah, she looked gorge. Her like her her talking head is is really funny, and she seemed very natural and like kind of at home there on the stage in a way that Tamisha like didn't. Like Tamisha seemed very sort of uptight and stressed, like kind of like overwhelmed almost when she walked mm. in. And that when that next queen walked in, I said, nice to Misha. Nice to Misha. Oh. Now, <laughs> to Misha, man, I thought had the worst Meet the Queens I've ever seen. With that breastplate that wasn't hidden on her neck, so you could clearly see it. And she just sat there with her arms bolt by her side and just spoke. And I was like, this is like a boring puppet of Jasmine Masters. I just thought it was really, really <laughs> bad. But I warmed to her more. I'm Tamisha, a man, and I got nothing to say. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, 30 years in drag, though. I mean, couldn't tell. (laughs) No, no, I'm going to be honest. I like, I felt, um, like, I actually felt like genuinely really sorry for Tamisha because 
you can never know like whenever you're doing anything stressful you can never know how it's going to hit you and i just think that like she just seemed so overwhelmed by the entire experience like i think that she 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 walked into the room and even like simone came over and was like oh kind of like you know oh who are you and like she was like oh yeah i'm mother of a dynasty and like very kind of like in a defensive kind of like i'm great kind of a way and then like she was kind of all over the place and then when she went out onto the to the to the main stage when they asked her like oh are you kind of like you know oh you've been doing it 30 years like you know what about are you are you like better with age or whatever and she's like oh i'm not as good as i used to be but i'm still okay and i was like you know that's like a you, you know that's a snapback of like oh better with age or like mature like you, you know kind of like you, there's a there's a there's a confidence thing that's running under there that i just am like i hope she can get over um because the storyline about like overcoming the cancer and in like sort of also in terms of like you know rupaul like wetting himself the, the sort of like you know hoping like coming back for season 13 was like you know one of the things that got me through my cancer like like it's it's it is a powerful thing to do and i just thought that it i, I would like to see her snap out of that overwhelmed kind of like you could almost see the head swimming the entire time that you're watching her yeah and I do remember someone telling us last season um, off mic that Dahlia Sin was a last minute replacement. So I would guess that Dahlia Sin replaced Misha. Yes. Um, so I think that's interesting. I actually felt that both these girls, Simone and Tamisha, felt really season two and three. Like they felt really sort of early years of Drag Race. Like both of them came in with just kind of, you know, kind of traditional drag dresses and there is a traditional drag personalities and you can walk in and you're like you can tell this person hasn't got all their their dresses made by a designer and they haven't perfectly yeah. curated their personality for Instagram I just felt really sort of old school drag race off this and I quite liked it yeah me too I think that with Simone I think you really got a sense of like the personality and the confidence and the the sort of like self-belief is like front and center and therefore kind of like that adds to the overall look so while like the the dress was simple enough with the photos or whatever and the hair was just kind of down like i think that there was like she was confident enough in the rest of what she had to offer not to need to like go Mm. mega costumey and then with tamisha i think there was a sense of just like has been doing this a long time knows what works i I do think like the the principle the pleasure principle the the janet jackson song definitely suited tamisha um much better like it was kind of it was it was her song but simone like stole that performance right away from her um and like I, I just felt like even watching like the the performance Tamisha's performance was very Janet Jackson kind of like the bolty thing but it was a bit like drunk gay on a dance for Janet yes. Jackson rather than like perfectly choreographed 100% it was kind of like impression of Janet Jackson like the kind of the moves weren't quite clean enough and the like jerky enough like it was yeah yeah no 100% it was me giving Janet Jackson <laughs> yeah, it was. It's. It's. I have to do a Jenna Jack's performance after watching one thirty minute YouTube video. Of how to do Jack. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would agree that Simone was the right winner there. Uh, okay, up next then is Got Mick and Utica Queen. Um, two of my favorites, I think, from the Meet the Queens. One, but I actually 100%. think I found Got Mick a bit annoying. Um. Yeah. I no. I I liked. In the Meet the Queens, I really warmed to both of these queens. I thought that they were both really good. Mm. But I think that kind of the probably the reason that they were both put in together is that they are both kind of maybe more look queens and therefore the performance 
you're going to have to wait and see whether that works out. I thought that Got Mick came across as a, a little bit... But I suppose it's it's hard in these first episodes because you are trying to put your achievements front and centre. So you, there's always like that Willem edit of like, oh, I was on this. I did this famous person's makeup. I did that famous person's makeup. I did this. Uh, where it can kind of be a bit like, all right, okay, cool. Um, and they're worth shouting about as well. Like Paris Hilton, Heidi Klum and Cindy Crawford. Like they're not nobody. Yeah, no, absolutely. But yeah, I, I, I think neither of them came across... As well as they did in their Meet the Queens. I thought that Utica Queen gave great energy, but it sort of veered into manic. Um It was bit. just Torgy through and through, right? I just the first when I saw the meta drag, I was like, oh my god, it's Torgy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I did really enjoy that like the strawberry on the head was like as a testament to getting over a strawberry allergy. <laughs> <laughs> I wear my pink ribbon for breast cancer I wear my red ribbon for AIDS I wear my strawberry for strawberry allergy <laughs> As somebody with a peach allergy Those fruit allergies are very underspoken yeah. about, so. <laughs> If I walk into the work room I have a big peach in my head People are like are you from Georgia And I'm like no I have a peach allergy I don't know I think in gay community You'd be like are you a bottom <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's true I think Utica Queen and Joey J should hang out because Utica Queen are, is just so incredibly themselves, like so inextricably authentic. Like you just know exactly who yeah. it is and there's no pretense. And I just find that really, really interesting to watch. And I think, I'm hoping she'll be the crystal method of this season, the sort of, the maybe not winning all the tasks, yeah. but really sort of sweeping up the audience yeah. with her. I, I hope so too. I think that there is, like there was an understatedness to Crystal Method and kind of like the, there was like the crazy and the zany, but it also was sort of a little bit quieter than Utica Queen. So I think that she yeah. could get annoying if, if if she kind of is at that level of energy all the time. It's understandable on the first day. I do think that the most mm. gag-worthy thing about this entire portion was a the Lindsay Lohan lip sync. <laughs> You know, I was watching it my own, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and ultimately, it led to the worst lip sync of the show as well, because I just think the tempo was totally wrong for both of I, those performances. We haven't really been talking much about the kind of, um, like, the, the, the Q&A bit, which actually was kind of boring. A lot of it was like, oh, what, tell me, what does this outfit say about you? And, like, really, the answer to that question is that it looks fierce. Like, that's what it says about me. But, like, they all had to come up with this or the same stuff. It's like, oh, I'm sexy or whatever. But, like, when they asked Got Mick about whether whether they wear a lip sync assassin. And they were kind of like... They said like, no. Not really. <laughs> I think I kind of was like, I, I get the impression neither of you girls are, like, lip sync assassins and then in the like the untucked or the lounge the pork chop lounge you could kind of see that like Utica's or Utica's wig had started to come back a little bit so I think neither of them were in this for that performance I did love Utica's outfit though all those clashing patterns were fabulous yeah I didn't know whether it was just that they both weren't lip sync queens or whether the song let them down or maybe a bit of both but uh, it was still worth for the gag of having a Lindsay Lohan lip sync I want a Hilary Duff one now I mean that's you know if we you can't have one not the other that is yeah no favoritism. that's it that they, they come in pairs they do um, speaking about pairs the next pair was Rosé and Olivia Lux um, Rosé came again you know somebody who walks into the room and you're like oh actually she's you know she barely said a word and I was like oh she seems better than I thought she would be from the Meet the Queens she seems great yeah um, I I the two this thing like okay so 
there's like a natural confidence that some people have and then there's like a, a sort of a slight sort of like where you kind of know someone's putting it on and i get with rosé maybe that like some of the confidence is being put on because like to have come in with the like the weird wine first of all never to explain the wine glass on the the thing i know it's rosé so whatever but like the, the wine glass, and then to do the tooth gag but then realize you're on your own obviously then feel silly and then like have to rub it off it's like no lean into it someone else is going to come into the room you can do your gag then like don't like like it sort of under, it shows like a, a sort of a slight like sense of um self-consciousness that like that 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 she did that i felt now the thing i am going to have to say about rosé is out of drag rosé is the most handsome like that is trade of the season 100% rosé house down boots whatever the rest of those I just, shades I are. just found myself being like their skin colour looks totally different <laughs> <laughs> out of drag like that looked like a white man and then it was like is there like is there Native American in there or something it looks, I don't know maybe they just had a raw skin day I don't know I, I would I would follow on Instagram but anyway and actually have followed on Instagram so there you go but <laughs> um, but no I, I thought very handsome man uh, Olivia looks is super cute super cute kind of gives me like like reese witherspoon legally blonde slash like election vibes with that enormous fucking mouth and just kind of like so much natural charm like i didn't love the outfit i thought it was weirdly proportioned i thought she needed bigger tits because like it kind of like it was like a little i don't know like narrow or something but just Talking head and facially be like beautiful. Like I, I thought that she was stunning and seems so fun. Yeah, I mean, if you told me Olivia Lux was the third Noel sister, I would believe mm. you. But when that dress, I don't know, like that sort of, I don't know what you'd call that type of dress. I know it's like a body comp, but with the folds on it, just reminds me of that iconic Gemma Collins dress that she would look so bad yes. in. <laughs> so I was like, oh, a rhubarb and custard Gemma Collins dress. Yeah. I'm not convinced Rubar- by it. Um, Roosh, barb and custard <laughs> for the yeah. rooshing up the centre. And obviously not a dress, it was a top and a skirt, but or a, a bodysuit and a skirt. Um, yeah. That's the one thing I say about about um, Rosé. Obviously, a very accomplished drag queen and kind of proud of those achievements. Has done a lot of the singing and stuff. I, I think that's sort of se- seemed like genuinely like a nice person though as well. Because like when like mm. came in, recognized Rosé, who apparently like only met the one time as like an MC of like a a drag competition and stuff and like that she remembered and was like oh you're doing really well like I, I don't know I liked her but I feel like Rosé could end up kind of getting maybe getting a slight villain edit that would be something I would see coming from some of the little throwaway yeah. comments about Olivia and then what she said kind of around like Tina Burner and the other queens who were uh, who who were who were in the competition well, actually I think Tina Burner look could could be in place oh, with the yeah, villain absolutely. Edit as well she's like evil Nina West yeah <laughs> And we thought that was Sherry Pie. <laughs> uh, the, uh, but yeah, I mean, Carson asking Rose, you know, will you last longer than Jan? I mean, that's trigger moment for Rose yeah. straight off the bat, right? Uh, and I actually thought it was interesting because normally, if 
normally Raup presents try to keep the seasons as sort of insular. So if they're referencing anybody from another season, you normally get a flashback. But there's no flashback of Jan. And I was wondering, is that because she's really sort of established herself as a character? Like even in season eight, when they're talking about how Derek Barry is trying to be Britney and Cher, or Chad Michaels was Cher, like Chad Michaels yeah. was a winner at that point and he got a flashback. The fact that Jan didn't must right, that's be... Interesting. That's kudos yeah. to Jan. For being so um, central now with that facial expression. Yeah. In the world. Yeah. I I think that this was my favourite lip sync. This song, this X's and O's song was my favourite lip sync of the... Yeah, I, it was mine too. And I was wondering, what is it got to do with the song as well? Because it's just a high energy yeah. song. For me, if you air guitar, you're out. So I was surprised Olivia won this. Uh, I also was surprised that Olivia won this. And when Olivia was announced as the winner, I was like, oh, we're getting a double chante. Um, but no, we didn't. We booted Rose, who gave gave me the most authentic (laughs) reaction, like the most authentic what the fuck reaction that made me actually believe, right? They they don't know what's happening. They do believe they could be going home. Like the way she was obviously like in her back of mind, like, oh, they're they're This is a tricksy bunch. They're going to have kind of like twists and turns. So there probably is something going on. So she's like, bye, I think. Um, yeah, which was, which I thought was, yeah, I, 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 well, I think, I think Joey J and Tamisha were probably just too in their head to say anything, and they were just like, okay, Denali did seem a bit like she was in denial, which is an anagram of her name, so that's suitable. But and I think that Denali gave her, like I'd say, the the line, the exit line that she had picked and practiced, like that she she and she was just like was not expecting to be saying this now, um. I forgot about Utica Queen's great one. It's like, I'll get you for this, RuPaul. <laughs> yeah, very Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I, and I, But also I think it's because she's also like, I think out of all of them, Rosé was like, I won that lip sync and I'm being sent home. So maybe I am maybe I won it and it's all in reverse. It's opposite day in Drag Race Land. I don't know. Um, okay, so the final three then, Rutina Burner, Kimora Hall, Elliot with two Ts. I remember when I watched the Meet the Queens, the queen who stood out the most to me, the one who impressed me the most, was Kimora Hall. Um, I had a relatively bland impression of her. Okay. Like, I just thought she seemed like, I, what I would say is that her performance today has put her up in my estimation quite a bit. I thought that she seems shady without maybe meaning to be but also in a way that she might mean to be i i thought she looks stunning is very kind of together and her lip sync performance was was really good she obviously knows her history and knows her references and i i think that she could go a really far away i had pegged her as a very early out in the beat the queens and i think that from the performance today, I'm much more excited to see more from her. I had her as final four from Meet the Queens. I just thought when watching the Meet the Queens, I suppose whenever anybody's, you know, talks with the inner saboteur or starts getting a bit defensive, I'm like, okay, they got kicked out. She, I just caught, she took this, she had this like not taking herself seriously. And that to me is like the true sign of confidence because you don't yeah. care a shit what anyone thinks. Um, and I just thought she was so confident. I got like, Peppermint meets Jujubee off her. I got less of that in this. 
Um, and then I'm like, then I was like, well, maybe she didn't take herself seriously because she wasn't early out and she can't be like, doesn't want to be that person who's <laughs> like, who's like, you know, I'm so good. And they kicked out. But I do think she'll be really good. Um, I think yeah. she's really strong. And I really look forward to seeing what she has to offer. Yeah. Now, Tina Burner. Like, OK, first of all, out of drag looks like Buzz from Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, out of drag. Do you know why she was talking about the boy band? Yeah. I looked up the boy band, couldn't find the boy band. I don't think they ever actually got to release music, I'm guessing. Because I'm sure it would be available. Oh, come if on, it was there. RuPaul. Don't be bringing it up if they don't even have. <laughs> but I did find even uh, Hotter Tea, which was the Tina Burner, real name uh, Christian Sieber or whatever, used to be in a two year relationship with Graham Norton. Oh. That's some scalding hot that tea. That is scalding hot tea. And there's an article of him talking about his ex-boyfriend, Christian Sieber. And so it's definitely him. Well, no. I, I, think I don't that... want Twitter to give me that exclamation mark. I verify my facts before I talk about the money. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, I, I, I am. That is. That is shocking. Yeah. I wonder then if Tina getting like, I wonder, they, I wonder if they're on good terms. Hopefully, and if, and if Graham being a, a like a a Rouquet judge has mm. like you know kind of hey, slip slip him in you know pull some strings pull some strings, um, but yeah, I but thought yeah. that was interesting. Yeah, no, that is very interesting. Um, I thought like a good talking head, um, like kind of campy queen with like kind of a, a salty edge. I, I liked Tina Burner. That Nina West mold of contestant can go up and down and I think that like if you're kind of like I don't know like Nina West obviously got in her head a, a huge amount and like didn't probably perform to the best of her ability then Sherry Pie we'll never know uh, so it'll be interesting to see if kind of Tina Burner can become that ca- that character done really well and confident and goes far if that makes sense Has, did Nina West like who was who was that character before Nina West it was those like Miss Casha Davis and stuff who were kicked out really early it was Nina West the one who sort of took it to the later stage of the competition I, I think so but I, like I don't even know like I mean I suppose perhaps like Tempest Du Jour would have been one who yeah. kind of maybe would have been that sort of style of kind of like campy over the top kind of like Blackpool or Manchester style Charlie like, Hyde maybe is there is there like one per season I'm trying to think I, I to be honest like Nina West I think is the one who kind of is the most like well known of that type uh, yeah. of, of, of Queen and I think that like we've got like very like with Nina, Sherry, and now Tina. I think like you're seeing this as like kind of, you know, like this is like the 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 stock caricature, uh, and I think the Tina Burner could probably could be strong enough to 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 do well. Yeah, it, it's funny how these characters sort of uh, like originate. Like pre Torgy, no one was like Torgy, and now whenever somebody like a sort of Crystal Method or a or a Utica come along, you're like, ah, this is a this is a, a Torgy. This is who they're going for. Yes, yeah. No, absolutely. Like, it kind of, you started out at the very beginning with just kind of, like, you know, well-spoken pageant queens, and mm. then you get kind of, like, a gothic queen like Sharon on, and then suddenly, kind of, like, after that, you're getting these, like, Aiden Zane or whatever the rest of it is, kind of these... Yeah. New, and then, like, Jinx comes along, and suddenly there's, like, theatre queens. There's and, Ben, like, there's Robbie, yeah. Yeah, exactly, and it's, like, kind of... It's just the different styles of drag sort of separate more and more. Um, but yeah, that is interesting. 
I think Tina had a fucking amazing patter with the with the judges. Like that bit with yes. her and Ross was just fantastic. That and felt like, scripted. Like that yeah. felt like it had like it, it was, was so, so but like obviously it wasn't, but it felt like it, it like it needed to have been written ahead of time, but it was mm. so good. Which also I think shows the strength of Ross on the judging panel as yeah. like a comedian who is quick-witted and funny when given the space to do so. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so, I mean, that was really, really impressive. But like we said, possible villain edit, there was a go at Rosé, you know, for losing to Olivia and stuff like that. She seems to not be frightened of making enemies. Yes, yeah, um, definitely not. And I thought interesting that Rosé said, I like Tina, but I don't think Tina likes me. So I'm curious to get to the bottom of that. But that's also pure, that's like... That's also insecure victim Perhaps. attitude there. Yeah. Now, Elliot with two T's. She hasn't been practicing her artograph since she was a baby for nothing. Um, I was. Uh, this. May she rest in peace. I hope that she's the one who gets voted off. Yeah, for me, it's between her and Joey J, I think. Um, they both had similar energy really hard to get through to her like I think it's weird because I look at Elliot and I see Jocelyn Fox but I don't see like the potential of Jocelyn Fox I just mean purely in the face oh yes no I I do see what you mean there I I think that maybe needs a little bit more time in the oven perhaps kind of like they were saying but Olivia looks could do it like a year or two to 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 like figure out who they are a bit more or something I just got a very kind of like nothing vibe off them yeah and look i think they were up like they were in the only like they were in the batch of three and there were two really strong personalities so look i think maybe it was hard to stand out um yeah but yeah and also i think nerves come into play here as well no 100 percent. um i like yeah i i didn't i also didn't love the the outfit i thought it was funny was it um camora kind of reading the outfit mm-hmm. of kind of like oh no it was tina burner's kind of like did you just come back from power walking with my mom and your windbreak in your pantsuit <laughs> yeah. i was like that just was like very funny um th- there was something kind of glee about elias kind of you know sort of uh, like kind of happy clappy song and dancey that i was just a bit like oh that'll get tiresome also, it's a really terrible name. <laughs> like, Elliot with two T's. Well, that I don't know. Do we really have to say terrible. Elliot with two T's every time? But apparently, like, she didn't introduce herself as Elias to any of the queens. Like, you're Elliot with two T's on your talking head, fair enough. But, like, when you're talking, when you're like, Kamara Hall, hi, I'm Elliot with two T's. It's like... And then even, like, I think it was Tina Burner's like, oh, hey, Elliot with two T's. It's like... <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a mouthful. And not in a good way. She was way. right. She is E.T., Extra tea. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's bad when the only really thing I have written down in my notes beside them is unremarkable. So that's about yeah. it. Uh, did Tina deserve to win the lip sync? Uh, yeah, I had anticipated a double chante between um, Kamora and Tina uh, with Elias joining. Because my feeling, my, my kind of like, as you know, you're trying to like Nancy Drew and figure out what's going on around you. I had thought that they were going to have seven queens in the winner team, six queens on the loser team, and then bring back Dahlia Sin, because Dahlia Sin has been getting a lot of mentions. Yeah. Um, And then that would bring you up to like an even number of contestants, uh, which which often you start with. I, I don't know why I feel like you have to start with an even number of contestants. You obviously well, don't. Well, last year there was only 13. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that's what I had been anticipating. So I was surprised. I was surprised that, that I was surprised that they didn't do that, but 
I suppose we'll see now what happens next. Yes. Kimura, I, I think that Tina or both either Tina or Kamora could have won it, and I'd have I'd have been okay happy. With that um. Yeah. Okay. So in the pork chop lounge, you have Joey, Denali, Tamisha, Utica, Rose, Kimora, and Elliot for two teas. Um. Now apparently they're voting for one of them to get the chop. I think they'd be too harsh if one of them actually goes home. I don't know how you would judge us. And I think that that's the thing. Is like, how would you... you Imagine putting yourself in that position. You've literally... Like, first of all, it's unfair because some of them do know each other from working together. And so you're what's really happening then is that you're going to have a, a case of whoever is the queen that nobody knows will end up being the ones that are vying for their place to go home. You know? And, like... My feeling is that if they were going to actually vote that way, they would probably send Utica Queen home because there is often in Drag Race a sort of a prejudice against kind of the kooky zany queen. And I I could see them kind of being like, you know, you walk out the door I also could potentially see that whoever gets fecked out this time gets like an invitation to come back next season or something like that because it would seem like a very cruel way to to eliminate someone like you wouldn't actually have been eliminated in a way you'd just have been picked at random by however many girls to head off home yeah well I mean from what we can see from the trailers and stuff it looks like there's going to be two premieres so the winning group will have a premiere and then the losing group will have a premiere. I guess no one's going home. Um, so that just seems a weird way to be like, let's hang around for another two episodes together but we've already and no one's going home, but we've already kicked off somebody that you haven't even seen. I, I do think it's interesting though because obviously the way they've done the double premiere before is that you would spend the entire episode with just the group of queens who are... With just the group of queens who are kind of like in that, whereas it seems based on the like little teaser for next week that we're going to get, like we're going to be seeing both groups. True, like yeah. We'll, I, I mean, whether or not it's just like at the beginning of the next episode, we see the current, like the, the pork chop lounge where they have to send one yeah, queen possibly. home and then we go into it. Um, and then the next week you have, you know, whatever or the, the the other group doing their kind of like opening one but yeah maybe it's one of those like big brother twists where actually you're voting for immunity and, and the person they vote for gets through to pass the premieres or maybe they go into the winners group as a punishment because if they're the worst of the worst then they're less likely to survive the winners group I don't know it's very confusing that is yeah no there's lots of different things they could do I actually really like it though it's the first drag race twist in a while that I've been like properly kind of like <gasps> <laughs> gasping at and I, I i i'm excited to see what happens i i know that i suppose if we are sending someone home home i would i think that it probably would be between joey J and elliot with two t's i think so only only because i feel they've made the l- smallest impression so far and then could very easily be kind of booted in with the winners group like that could be that actually that 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 could be what happens I think the only other thing worth mentioning is in Untucked, they, they talk briefly about COVID and the impact of COVID, which is kind of the only time you actually hear it mentioned yeah. in the episode. Uh, by the way, Untucked is on Wow Presents Plus. I don't yeah, think it's on Netflix. Which, 
you'll which you'll obviously need to subscribe to if you want to watch Drag Race UK, which is going to be coming in two weeks' time. If you're listening but, in um, Ireland, yeah, not in the UK. If, that way, if you're in Ireland, that's yeah. right. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that was interesting. I, you had the kind of gag on the the main stage where um, Ross got a squeegee out. And they have like the perspex mm. things between them. Have you seen that meme going around of the like the pennies checkout? Yeah, <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> very funny. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I did think that was funny when you saw like all the staff, all the people wearing the visors and the masks, and like, not funny, but it was very kind of like it, it showed you. And also, you forget that like they were doing this like back in kind of like the summer. Like, I think Chris would have been yeah, kind of like lockdown one and a half for us. Yeah. So they would have been in that like first opening phase where there was still an awful lot of uncertainty and you, you didn't know what was happening and there was yeah so like I think that was kind of a cool thing to see. Which group is the winner in? Is the winner in the winners group or is the winner in the losers group? Mm, I think the winners in the losers group. I would say Janale or Rose. That that's 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 who I'm who I'm hoping for. After the my meet the queens, I had uh, Tina Kamora, Gottmik and Olivia top four. But I'm thinking of of. Getting rid of Olivia and putting into an alley. I'm just doing this. I'm like off the top of my off head, the cuff, mathematics. Off the cuff. Just imagine quick calculations. Just, <laughs> quick calculations. Just imagine. Just imagine like all those like com- th- those thingies going along here. You were like uh, uh, that meme of the maths woman, and there's like all exactly. The- yeah. Denali, Rosé, Simone, and Kamora. They are mm-hmm. who I am pitching as my top four. Nice. Uh, so a weird first episode, but I think it sets the scene nicely. Yeah, I, I think that's like obviously Drag Race has been trying more and more to do these little shakeups mm. um, in, in the the way that they sort of launch the show and, and little like format changes. And unlike the weird voting booth on All Stars um, Five, I feel like All Stars Five. I feel like this one really worked. I liked it a lot. I I think that it. The, the lip syncs got a bit repetitive but the drama kept me interested yeah I mean I I liked the change in season 12 I think it really made a big difference I would have liked them to give that change a bit of a breather as in like roll it out for the next two series before they change it up again which I suppose you know we're still getting the two premieres but I think change is good I think too much change too quickly can make it sort of lose a sense of identity to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, I think it was good good in premise. I like definitely the, the voting bit at the end. That was definitely good. But I do think six lip syncs in a season, in one episode is a bit fatiguing. Yeah, it is. Thank you for listening and hopefully you are excited to sink your teeth into this 2021 year of drag race as we are we are back on wednesday for a kiki where we meet the queens of drag race uk season two which is exciting there's a really fun bunch and james and i have only slightly talked about it in, in passing and we already disagree with who he likes that'll be fun <laughs> also mm-hmm. uh if you still have a tiny bit of festive spirit in you, James and I will be opening our Christmas presents to each other on the podcast. So you can afford to that too. So this week was family only, but from next week, we have some really, really exciting guests on to share their thoughts on season 12 and season two of Drag Race UK. So look forward to that. Until then, if you are new to the show, you can find us on Instagram at see that pod. Uh, or if you'd like, if you're an e- emailer, it's just that at gmail.com. I've made it my, um, my New Year's resolution to every time I get to the end of a podcast to go and review oh, it yeah. if I've enjoyed it. Or if you've already reviewed, you can just write 
on a caption on Instagram and just say love to the episode, guys. Absolutely. Oh, give us a comment. Please send us a message. Okay, give us a comment. we're getting needy now. We're going <laughs> to pay attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll chat to you on Wednesday. Have a nice week. See you. Love you. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.